Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Ben Hayes. Shall we jump straight in? Um, we are continuing our little journey through Acts and we're at Acts 7, 39 to 43. And it says, But our ancestors refused to obey him. Instead, they rejected him and in their hearts turned back to Egypt. They told Aaron, Make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who led us out of Egypt, we don't know what's happened to him. That was the time that they made an idol in the form of a calf. They brought sacrifices to it and reveled in what their own hands had made. But God turned away from them and gave them over to the worship of the sun, moon and stars. This agrees with what was written in the book of the prophets. Did you bring these sacrifices and offerings for 40 years in the wilderness, people of Israel? You've uh, taken up the tabernacle of Molech and the star of your God, Repham, the idols you made to worship. Therefore, I will send you to exile beyond Babylon. It's a cheery start to the day, isn't it? Uh, Stephen, he's continuing his segment in the life of Moses, uh, and we get to some of the highs and lowest moments of Israel's history. Uh, Moses, he's, he's led God's people out of slavery, out of bondage, and he's now at the summit of the mountain. He's speaking to God, he's receiving from the very creator, whilst at the foot of the mountain, Aaron and the rest of the Israelites, they themselves are playing creator, and they're making a new God. The Israelites, they're grumbling, their hearts are growing cold towards God, so much so that they'd rather turn back to Egypt. So what's Stephen getting at here when he's retelling this moment of history to those around him? Well, Stephen, he's pointing out that the high priest and those present at the Sanhedrin, they they are just like the Israelites at the foot of the mountain. Their hearts were and still are hardened to Jesus. Moses, he was the only one in God's presence whilst he was on the mountain, and the Israelites lost sight of what was happening. However, Jesus, he stepped down from the mountain and became Emmanuel, God with us. Yet their hearts were still hard. When I read through this, the verse that really jumped out at me was verse 41. Uh, That was the time that they made an idol in the form of a calf. They brought sacrifices to it and reveled in what their own hands had made. John Piper, who is uh, an American preacher, he says this about that verse. He says, the root evil in many in Israel was that they derived their joy, their fulfillment, their meaning, their sense of significance from what they could achieve with their own hands. They wanted a kind of God, a kind of worship in which they could demonstrate their own power and their own wisdom, their own righteousness and their own morality and their own religious zeal. They got their joy from what they could achieve and not from God. That's no different to Stephen's day. The Pharisees, the religious elite, they worshipped the law. They could control it, enforce it, make people pay by it. Their love and joy was the power that they had over the people. It's a long way from the greatest commandments. They'd become so hardened by religion that the rules, uh, they were so hardened by religion and the rules that when God was among them, they turned elsewhere because they were faced with the reality that they weren't God. Joy for the Pharisees came from religion rather than relationship. 
Rather than saying the joy of the Lord is my strength, the Pharisees club motto was joy is found in my strength. Now, what does that mean for us? 2020 Christians in the middle of lockdown. Well, it, it poses a question to all of us. Are we hard hearted? Are we finding joy or worshipping in what our own hands have made? Maybe you're jaded, you're fed up, tired, you're asking yourself, just as the psalmist did, how long, Lord? This is a hard-hearted view shared by many in the world. If God isn't listening to me or making stuff happen, I'll do it myself. I'll become the creator and God of my life. I can control that. It'll make me happy. I can live my best life and I don't need anyone to tell me otherwise. So where does your joy come from? the world, the things that you can achieve or things you can make for yourself, religion, or does it come from a relationship with God? For Moses and Stephen, their joy and the focus of their worship was God, the God who broke the chains of slavery in Egypt, the God who split the seas and provided a promised land, the God who stepped down from the mountain to be with us, to love us and went on to die for us, the God who will come again. Their joy was knowing that they were a part of God's family. The joy of the Lord was their strength. If our trust is in God, even when we can't see it, just as the Israelites couldn't see what was happening with Moses up the mountain, history tells us that God is faithful and he's faithful to his word and he's faithful to his people. Tim, a few days ago, quoted the song um, Waymaker with the line, even when I don't see it, you're working. God is faithful. God didn't let Moses down. God didn't let Stephen down and God won't let you down. So how do we turn our hard hearts into soft hearts? How do we avoid the temptation to create our own gods, seeking joy in all of the wrong places? We look to Jesus. We ask him to search us and to purify us. We say sorry for turning away and we receive the gift of grace. We acknowledge that the joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm just going to quickly pray. Lord, forgive us where we have turned to handmade gods and we've worshipped the idols that we've created. Forgive us for the times where we've become hard-hearted towards you and your word. Forgive us when we have forgotten you and what you have done for us. Forgive us for seeking joy in all of the wrong places when we know it is found in you. I pray that today that we would know your joy. We would know that joy comes from you, our Father in heaven. You love us. You sent your son to die for us. You call me friend and you welcome me into your family. Amen. Today we are praying for four specific groups of people. Firstly, we're praying for children, specifically those who won't have been able to go to school for six months by the time we get to September. Let's pray for them and for God to lessen the gap of all that they will have been missing out on over the last six months. Let's pray too for students, for those leaving university and for those leaving school. And as they face a very uncertain future, let's pray for them to be able to trust God and for God to provide what they need. We're also praying for those facing financial problems, whether through pay cuts or unemployment, and praying that God would provide all of their needs. 
And finally, let's pray for those who are feeling particularly fearful at this time and fearful to, to re-enter aspects of life as lockdown eases. And that the fear that grips them would be dissipated by God's love and by God's peace. Amen. Amen.